It's an awesome day. And to see everybody at church and to just worship us, our God together. And it's an, it's an awesome privilege that we have received. It's an awesome privilege that we get Sunday after Sunday to just to know that um, to be in God's house as a corporate church, as a corporate worship, as we all come together, to just lift up His name as a family together. Uh, the last six days, seven days, the six days, y'all work hard enough in your workspaces, wherever the Lord has kept you, and you work too hard. And Sunday morning, as we all come together in the house of God, to just lift up His name, I pray that He will wipe your tears and fill your heart with joy, because the joy of the Lord is the strength of my life, and it needs to see for the next one week as I struggle, as I wait, make my work um, uh, in, in corporate offices, wherever the Lord has taken you. And I pray that the Lord will continue to bless each one of you. Hallelujah. Yesterday night, we had a powerful um, worship session as, as I had announced um, last Sunday about our um, worship night. And it was such a tremendous presence of God yesterday night that all of us who were, who were here we just enjoyed being in the, in the atmosphere that was filled in the sanctuary. And I pray coming days as we can engage more to just seek God in true worship. I believe beyond our language barriers, God will transcend into our life. And wherever God has a access, wherever God walks in, wherever Jesus walks in, life changes. Change is inevitable if Jesus walks in. Amen. Amen. What are you needing in your life this week? Can I declare? If you allow only Jesus to walk into your life, your life will change. Your situation will change. And as we sang that song, I hear the chains are falling. And I sing in, over your life. As we were singing about declaring over your life, I, I, I sense in my spirit every chain that you bound yourself, every chain that the enemy bound around your family and yourself, I declare in the name of Jesus that I hear it coming down. I hear it being broken. It's not because of me. It's because of the power that God has entrusted each one of you. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of you are full with joy this morning? Amen. Amen. God is good. It's, 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 our, it's our privilege and it's mine and Anisha's privilege to pastor this wonderful church. And every time when we, when we come to the house of God, when we see people filled with that hunger towards um, the presence of God, all I know is um, uh, a group of people that supports and that stands together for the cause of the extension of His kingdom. We are just, as um, in the morning service, we were hearing from, uh, you know, uh, Uncle Biju as he was sharing the word. All of us, we are clay. We are nothing, right? We are nothing. All our titles and everything put in the shelf, right? We are nothing when we come to God's presence. We are nothing. We were just clay. But thankfully, thankfully this clay was placed in the hands of this almighty potter. And he's the one who has given the structure and shape and everything that I have, I own, I can claim for myself. It's all because of his glory. Amen. Amen. It's only in the hands of the potter God gives you value. Oh, in other words, as uncle was sharing, this is a word that I caught. We were just clay, but he's given us the value of gold. Does clay has any value? No, but he has given us the value of gold because he has purified us and made us holy and, and atoned us to be with him and he has valued us. If God values you, no man can ever touch you. 
put you down, talk back. Let them talk whatever they want. But if God has valued you, if God has called you by name, or can I tell you, if God has lifted you up, no matter whosoever tries to pull you down from the place that God has placed you, no man, no power in the entire world has any knowledge where and how God protects the one He has called. He qualifies the one He calls. Your anointing is much bigger than who you think about yourself. God has anointed each one of you. Hallelujah. As we go forward today, lack of time, we have the Holy Communion and everything that we have to follow in today's time. As we go forward towards our sermon for today, our message for today, um, the, the nuggets that God wants to put into our lives so that we can be satisfied for the next one week. I pray that this world will change and this world will talk to us and I pray this world will transform our life. And I pray as we, it's not just my words, I pray that these words will bring words of hope into your life. And wherever circumstance and situations you are in, I pray that this word will have an access in your life. But before I go into that, I just want to bring your attention towards uh, an announcement that I want to make. Um, on, on, on August 25th, we'll have a baptism service in our church. And if anybody wants to, or if you know your friend, your family, anybody who, whom you have worked, um, you know, sharing the love of Jesus in their life, let us know. We would love to have a baptism uh, uh, Christian education class for them. And uh, we would love to uh, equip them for the process of accepting Jesus as their personal Savior and getting into that baptism tank and, 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 and declaring to the entire world that I am saved, I am anchored in Jesus Christ, and there is no turning back in my life. And I pray that this will embark a new journey for our church. And we pray, I'm praying eagerly, I'm praying that I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to see that a, 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 a non-believers who, who have never had the joy of being born and raised in a Christian home, I pray that as a lot of our friends, they will accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Hallelujah. It's my desire. It's my prayer. And I ask each one of you to pray and to work hard. The coming days, we will walk into areas and territories where spirit to work in their lives. Hallelujah. Can I, can I have agreement here? Amen. 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 This morning... I'm continuing with what um, we started. Oh, again, uh, there are some new faces that I see in our church right now. Um, and as I always mention, we never want to take your presence here for granted. We value you. You are special. And thank you so much for being with us. Brother Phoebe and uh, uh, you know, the family are here. And thank you so much uh, for, for being with us. And in, in your, your presence matters a lot. Uh, there's another two people that... Um, I don't want to go back to my phone, but there are two people that met, uh, uh, promote that told me that here for the very first time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I see you there. Anybody else? You just want to raise your hand. Daniel, Daniel, Joel, Dennis and Joel. Dennis is here. Joel, Joel. Okay, Joel, wherever you are. May God bless you, right? May God bless you. And can we actually put our hands together? May God continue to bless you, lead you, and, and be with you. Thank you so much for being with us. This morning as we continue into the Word of God, I want to bring back what I started from last week. I was talking about from the book of Nehemiah. And as we were looking into the scriptures there, I embarked a new journey there about following the code. In every building project, we ought to follow the codes that have been given to us by the city, the regulations that we follow. 
The only reason, the purpose of following the building codes is to protect public health and, and uh, 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 generate safety within the house. And we, we follow the code so that everything else will fall into place the way the city wants. So that there will be security and safety where people who live inside the building or the community can enjoy. As we were looking from the scriptures last week, Nehemiah chapter 7 verse 1 is where again I want to bring your attention towards and camp there for some time. Nehemiah chapter 7 verse 1. Nehemiah chapter 7 verse 1. After the wall had been rebuilt and I had set the doors in place. And last week we learned from how Nehemiah set the doors in place. And today I want to bring your attention towards the next word there. The gatekeepers. After the doors were set in place, Nehemiah appointed gatekeepers. There is no value to any door if there is no gatekeeper to the door. There's no value to any gate if there is uh, if don't we don't find a keeper of the gate. Because the only way we can access through a door is only if the keeper, the gatekeeper can open it and close it when time and necessary comes, right? Amen. You come outside my house and you ring the bell. If I don't open the door, can you walk in? No, maybe you can just break into my house. But if you want to walk in through the main door as, as, as a friend, as a guest, you will have to wait for me to open the door. If I open the door, have access into my life into my family, into our house. And we, you, I mean, if you, if you come in as a guest, we will treat you royally. But if you come in as a robber or a thief, you will see it. Amen? You will know it. So what I'm trying to share here is Nehemiah, after he built the wall, which was very important, he placed the door in its place where they had embarked, the, 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 they had placed the positions and they placed different doors and gates around the city for different transactions and business purpose. There was a gate for the kings to enter. There was a gate uh, for the fish to come in. There was a gate for the sheep to come in. There were different kinds of gates around the city that Nehemiah ordained. But each of the city, one of the most important parts that we see in the life of Israel is that when Moses was fortifying the city and, and people were embarking that journey Israelites were made a separate nation by itself. They always wanted to make sure that the Levites will act as a gatekeeper or a protector covenant that God has made. It was very intentional. When you read through the book of Deuteronomy, you will see the duties that the gatekeepers had to offer. When we see through the life of Nehemiah, or I want to bring your attention towards David and Samuel appointed nearly 221 gatekeepers around the city because they valued the role of a gatekeeper. Because if the gatekeeper slumbers, if the gatekeeper does not do his work, any intruder can walk inside and occupy their nation. Great nations have collapsed because their gatekeeper was bribed. Great nations have come and down, come down in history. We see because the gatekeeper, the one who was holding down the fort, was strong. Great nations can can come down in history, and even today, churches fall down. Why? Because the gatekeepers, God has anointed and appointed the elders, the leaders, the pastors of our church. Oh, can I tell you as we. We know that we are the royal priesthood. 
all of us, we have a duty that God wants us to, has to take forward in our generation. We are the gatekeepers that God has placed in this generation. Amen. I won't allow any intruder to walk through my life as long as I stand. You have no entry if I say no. As long under my watch, I don't want to allow any intruder to just walk in and to sow his or her weeds in my crop. I will not allow it. And God wants us to real, realize, recognize your role in our generation. Each of you are an access point for somebody to walk into the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Each of you, your life matters. You are a gatekeeper. Amen. You are a gate that God has appointed in this world. Each one of you, you might be old, young, might be working in your corporate world, wherever you are, you may not have a title as a pastor, but you are anointed in this generation and you are a gatekeeper in this, you are a gatekeeper in this generation. And I pray, I pray and I pray that people will walk into the saving grace of Jesus Christ through your life. They will see Jesus through your life. What a gatekeeper. Amen. Hallelujah. Many years ago, I was in Nepal for some ministry work. While I was there, it was around 2 o'clock. We heard a lot of noise around. We were staying. So my team members, we were staying in a school. We heard a lot of noise around in our neighborhood in Nepal. And there was a time, there was a civil um, riots that was going on within, within Nepal. And all of a sudden, what I heard was gunshots and uh, the, the security guard that was securing our school where we were staying at, he was shot dead then. Just imagine us, you know, I was just uh, in my college and we were there, young three guys, we, four of us actually. Um, and as we were there, just imagine the, the tension that we had. Because if any of the guys walked, walk into our school, all of us could be dead. Then that was a time when Nepal was going through a lot of civil rights and and uh, they, were, they, were, they were targeting a lot of Christian missionaries and a lot of accusations, a lot of problems and persecution that was going on. And thankfully, even when the, the security guard in the school was shot dead by all of these people that came against, thankfully, I believe it was the angels of God Almighty that protected us, four of us, as we were there inside. It was a real life story from my own that I want to mention. If the Lord does not protect the workers, the laborers, the watchmen, if we can't do anything. We pray in whatever God has given us, the Lord will help you in that direction. Amen. How many of you all have ever had the help of God in the projects you have done? Amen. Whenever God has helped you in the projects that you do, I'm not talking about the school projects, you have to do your school projects, right? But in life's decisions, when God helps you, you see a success in that area. When God helps you in your business, when God helps you in, in the testimonies that you share. I don't know why the Lord is leading me right now to share this. I want to challenge you, some of you are here. Take time in sharing your testimony to somebody this week. I'm assuring their lives will change. Their lives will change. And I'm declaring it in the name of Jesus with the help of Holy Spirit as you are going to share your testimony to somebody in this week. I pray their life will have a turnaround. And I pray in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, every word that comes out of your mouth glorifying our Savior is powerful. Amen. 
It's not because of your strength and abilities. It's because He gives you the, 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 the ability. He equips you. You might think, I'm weak. I can't do it. I can't speak. I, have, I, I, I am the least of the tribe. I have no power. But can I tell you, you are the gatekeeper that God has anointed and appointed in this generation. When you speak the words of life, their life has to change. It's not about it will change. It has to change because it is not your words. It is the word of God. Oh, it's the word of God. The words of hope. The words of healing. And I pray it will happen. For Nehemiah, he appointed the, the gatekeepers. He appointed the gatekeepers. As we look into the, to the scriptures there, because there were not a lot of people when they came back from exile and who were building up the, the nation. There were not a lot of people. So what Nehemiah did was he appointed all the Levites as the singers, the worship leaders. Oh, there is great power when a church recognizes and taps into the resource of worship. Amen. We just, just yeah, yesterday, Pastor Biju, Biju Uncle was just sharing. I declare, Pastor Biju, as, as Uncle was sharing, this is what I, I he, he was just quoting from some other preacher, and he said, Worship is a pathway for victory. Any church, any member, any family that understands that value, worship in your life activates the presence and power of God to work wonders. Oh, come on. Nehemiah recognized it. When he appointed watchmen, when he appointed the gatekeepers, he asked the Levites, to, who are you? You are the Levites of this generation. All of you here, you might come from different backgrounds. I come from, my, my family name is Kochipurakal. Some of you all, you have a back family name, whatever name you have. Kalishari, that name, this name, all. And Pakistani people have different names, different family names. Uh, North Indian people might have Sharma, and Whatever background, whatever family, whatever, whatever past you come from. But when you're washed in the blood of Christ, you are a royal priesthood in this generation. You are a Levite of this generation. And I pray that as God appoints you, recognize the power of worship within you. Amen. Amen. This is what I believe. You may be a pastor or whatever. When there's a worship in church, you can worship. Forget who. I was, I was preaching and I don't want to name the denomination. All denominations are good. Man-made denomination. There's one denomination that God has provided and I want to be part of it, right? I was preaching in a convention, a conference um, many, many years ago. And one of the things that I don't like is, and thankfully we at Zion Church, we don't have it. I, don't, I personally, I don't like pastors sitting on stage. You know, you have a big row of chairs and you have all the pastors sitting like you are the commander-in-chief. I like it, you know, we sit here. What I like about it is all of these big pastors were there. And I was kind of, in my words, can I be honest? I'm not a very professional pastor, preacher. But I want to be very honest with you while I preach. I was suffocating right there. Because all of these big shots, you know, they were all standing in a way where I could not free myself and I could not worship. I, what I did was, the first day I just aligned myself to the system and I stood there. <laughs> The next day when I came, I sat down there. Must pew. Because I wanted to free myself and worship. When, whenever we have visiting pastors coming over, this is, this is how I see it. I want pastors, whoever comes here, I want you to worship. Yes, not, not just fold your hands, look here and there. And yeah. He is not worshiping. The, it's none of my business. Yeah. It is you and God. If you are a worshiper, just connect with God. 
A church that worships you. I want our church to be a church that is different in the entire city. We want to know, we want to be known as a church that worships. Some of you all who are very first time, when you walk into our church, you might see a lot of our people very in the front rows here. Uh, most of our pews are empty when the worship actually takes. You know why the reason? Because they just want to surrender themselves and to step forward in the act of worship. I like it. It's so, it's so different. It's different because there's something in you that makes you come forward. There's something in you that pulls you from where you are. If not, you could have been eating masala dosa right now in your home. Oh, it's 12 o'clock. You could have been eating your biryani right now. But no, we chose to be here because the love of God pulls us together. You are a Levite in this generation. You are a keeper in this generation. Never mind understood the value of worship because he is a true Israelite. He understood whenever Israel has worshipped God, the presence of God has come down, opened the Red Sea. The presence of God has come down and, and paved a new path for them in the wilderness. Come on. Hallelujah. Are you a church that worships Jesus together? We will see and we will go glory to glory with our God Almighty. He will do it for us. He will do it for us. Nehemiah understood the value of the gatekeepers. He appointed the Levites. Oh, he praised the singers. Why? Because there should be continuous worship in the city. It's not just the city with the walls that protect you. It's the attitude of each individual. Worship creates an attitude where you think about God and nothing else. That's where true worship happens. All you think about is God. എൻ്റെ ജീവിതത്തിൽ എല്ലാം ഞാൻ ആ സമയത്ത് ചിന്തിക്കുന്ന ദൈവത്തെ കുറിച്ച് ആ സമയത്ത് ഞാൻ പച്ചക്കറി ഉണ്ടാക്കിയോ ഞാൻ അതിനകത്ത് ഉപ്പിട്ടോ ചായ നോ നത്തിങ് ഓൾ ഐ തിങ്ക് അബൌട്ട് ഇൻ ഡ്യൂറിംഗ് ദാറ്റ് ടൈം ഇസ് ഹൗ ഐ ക്യാൻ കണക്ട് വിത്ത് മൈ ഗോഡ് മോർ ആൻഡ് മോർ ഇറ്റ്സ് എ റിലേഷൻഷിപ്പ് കെയർ അബൌട്ട് നോ മൈ ആ വാല്യൂഡ് ഇറ്റ് ഹീ അണ്ടർസ്റ്റുഡ് ഇറ്റ് he placed the gatekeepers as i am preaching this message i'm prophetically declaring over your life some of you are receiving this word i declare you are the gatekeeper you are the worshipper and through your life i pray one people will be saved too you will they will find safety around you lord thank you thank you thank you for what you want to do in our life in our church in our community among our people and we declare it that we are the levites appointed in this generation we are the the levites appointed some people have the ideology that oh i will do everything after my time comes no no now is the time a friend of mine he said you know what i want to do my bachelor's in in theology i want to do my masters in theology then i want to do my phd permanent head damage uh, uh, in in and then i want to do my demon i don't know demons demon doctorate in ministry demon okay anyway you didn't get it and after i have finished all of this that's around 15 years i finish all of this i'm going to step into full time ministry i said please continue in that area please continue in that area come on it's now god needs you step into that area you are the gatekeeper you are the gatekeeper let's look into ezekiel ezekiel chapter 3 verse 70 y'all enjoying today's word is god talking to you can i hear an amen Amen. Ezekiel 3 verse 17. This is how it goes. Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the people of Israel. So hear the word I speak and give them warning from me. What does the watchman do? 
The watchman stands on top of the tower and gives warning to the people inside that an enemy is encroaching, an enemy is coming out against you. The role of the watchman is to watch out any intruder that walks in. And as I'm spiritually talking this, also there are times and moments in our own life we have to take and activate ourselves. Who is the watchman of our life in the New Testament? Who is it? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is the watchman that God has placed for our life. When an evil thing approaches, when a naked image comes in front of us, there is something within yourself that, that talks to you. No, no, no. Turn that off. Turn that off. Turn that off. Walk around. Walk away from it. When XYZ asks you to come, let's start for a date. There is something within yourself that tells you and lets you know, no, 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 no. Don't go with him. He is stupid. Don't go with him. You can't go with him. He is not your person. Don't go with him. There's something within yourself that is the work of Holy Spirit. Has it been months, years that you have heard the work of the Holy Spirit? Somewhere you have done so much against the work of the Holy Spirit that you are so immune to it. You can't even hear it. But today as I'm declaring this, understand it's the power of Holy Spirit that helps us to understand when any enemy, when I declare about enemy, it's not the enemy nations around us right now. It could be the different forms of addictions. The forms of Different kinds of things that the enemy, Satan, will try to bring into your life so that he can, his only agenda is to kill and destroy you and not allow you to be in the plans and purpose of God Almighty. But today, when we are, allow God's Spirit to work in our life, His Spirit works as a watchman, helping us to pave the path in the direction towards God Almighty. We are on a journey, right? All of us, we are on a journey. And in this journey, we need the work of Holy Spirit helping us in this journey to help us, to protect us, to guide us, to keep us safe. And I pray God will send His Holy Spirit into your lives, into your life. Recognize that work. Ezekiel chapter 3 verse 17 says, Son of man, I have made you a watchman over my people of Israel. Am I talking to some leaders here? Am I talking to some Young leaders in our church right now, some worship leaders in our church right now, you are a watchman in the city. You're a watchman in our church. You're a watchman in our community. You're a watchman for a nation. And I pray that every time when we can go to the presence of God, get on our knees, we worship God, I pray that you will activate the force of heaven to protect your life and everything that God has entrusted you with. Hallelujah. The real question today would be, can God actually trust you? Because in many nations around we see most of the big nations came down crumbling because their gatekeeper compromised with the enemy. The gatekeepers from, I mean, last week I was talking to you about one of the greatest structures, man-made structures in the entire world that stand in the Great Wall of China. What was it built? It was built so that China, the emperor of China, will protect its nation from all the intruders. But guess what happened? Even with the Great Wall of China, a lot of intruders, enemy nations inside, got inside and destroyed China. I'm talking about things that happened maybe thousand plus years ago. Why? Because the gatekeeper was bright. He compromised. This is how Hebrews mentioned about Moses. Moses decided 
that he will not enjoy the pleasures of little worthwhile for what he had to compromise for a lifetime. Amen. All Moses understood was, if I can stay along the path that God has asked me, one, I can be a watchman over the people that God has given me. Two, I can be in the purpose who what he has set my life for. Compromising will kill you. Never compromise with the work of the world. Never compromise with what the ideologies around us has to come and dictate their terms over our life. Because God is trusting you. Real question, can God trust you? Can God trust us? For Nehemiah, it was a role that he took as a challenge. And he placed all the Levites, singers, and the watchmen around the city. He trusted their word. Because what the walls that was in ruins for many years. He built them up in 52 days. And after he's built it in 52 days, he find people of trustworthiness whom he could relate and trust. Can God trust us in this generation? Proverbs 4.23. Can I have the worship team behind me? For Proverbs chapter 4. Verse 23, this is how it goes. Above all, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, if you're writing it down. It's Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Above all, guard your heart. In other words, in the terms given there and how we are aligning it to the scriptures read earlier. And above all, be a watchman to your own heart, because your heart is the wellspring of life. Because your heart pumps out to your entire body. Whatever goes to your heart pumps out to your entire body. You will collapse and fail if your heart has taken anything poisonous. Protect and guard your heart is what Proverbs us to understand. Because this heart is the wellspring of life. Has there been times that there was literally poison that came out of your mouth, your words. There's something wrong with your heart. You've allowed too much of this poison to get into yourself. And that's why it is pumping out the poison. Be a good steward of your heart. Be a protector, a watchman of your heart. May the Lord help you to guard your heart. I'm going to read another scripture and we're going to close after that. Mark chapter 3, verse 27. Can I ask everybody to open your Bible right now? Mark chapter 3, verse 27. We're going to read it together. Mark chapter 3, verse 27. If you don't have your Bibles with you, I'm not going to judge you. We have it on our screen. This is how it goes. Let's read it together. In fact, no one can enter a strong man's house without first tying him up, then he can the strong man's house. No one can enter. This is the words of Jesus. No one can enter the strong man's house without binding the strong man. Come on. Do you understand the value of your life? You're allowing the enemy to walk into your life. You're allowing the enemy to infiltrate your life with the poison of the world. You're allowing that to happen. I have declared God under my watch 
I won't allow a poisonous snake to work its way within our church community. Not under my watch, because you have appointed me as a watchman to this house. You have appointed me as a watchman to this community. You have appointed me as a watchman to this nation. And I pray, God, not under my watch. All I could do is to go on my knees and pray and intercede. And I know my God will put a head to protection around my people. Around my people. No one can enter a strong man's house to plunder the house. It's bound the, the strong man. Have you been going through situations in your life where you experienced that the enemy just walks in and takes away whatever he wants? Whatever he wants and he goes. India had been occupied, you know, some of you all may not know the history, but India had been occupied by many, many numerous nations in the past. The British has occupied India for almost 240, 250 years. The Mughals, the, the Persians, all of these nations occupied India for many years. Back then, India and Pakistan. And all through these years, because India did not have a, a, a separation, a, a boundary, a, a protection. Any nation could easily walk in and take all that they wanted and get away. According to the history, we lost a lot of our diamonds, our gold, silver, a lot of the minerals. India lost it in all these years. Why? Because anybody could come, take whatever they want, and they can leave. Can I tell you, that shouldn't be the story of our Christian life. Not anybody can have an easy access into your life. Be a watchman. You're anointed and appointed so that you could be a watchman in the city. Be a watchman. Anybody can walk in and do whatever they want within the church. I am not going to allow it. And I pray a group of people would stand with me. A group of leaders, elders, families would stand together and we say and declare we will not allow anybody to sow their weeds from what God has given us. You're the watchman. You're the watchman. You're the watchman that God has appointed. Can we look to the Lord in prayer? Even you all to go back and if you have written down those verses, just go back and meditate on it and ask God, God help me to relate with these scriptures and my life with the scriptures because if the word does not lead you to transformation it is just a piece of information I pray this word will lead you to proper transformation I pray God for the word I ask of your blessings lead us build us and enable us to stand up for your people I pray for courage and boldness in all over the families that are seated here in Jesus' matchless name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.